everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from gorgeous Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, uh, we've got an anniversary to celebrate. Yo. (laughs) Boy, I... I, I guess... Is that the I right word? I don't know that we'll the be, wrong word? I think we'll not be celebrating. <laughs> but we'll be discussing mm. uh, uh, a wacko in, in Waco. Waco. Oh, See what I did? Yeah, Say, yep, you fell for it. <laughs> That's what happened. Oh, yeah, we'll it's be... Uh, it's the 25th anniversary of, uh, of the goings down at the Mount Carmel... Uh, I want to call it a compound. It was compoundish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, uh, uh, yeah, it was very secluded. Yeah. And it had a collection of buildings. The only thing it didn't have was a mount. They call it Mount Carmel. <laughs> it's it's out Texas. There, and they did not have any mount. <laughs> the to the speak requirements of. to be a mount. <laughs> but it, uh, really just a, a slight elevation change. Right. Is right. enough. That's a mountain. Yeah, you go up three feet and somebody gets a nosebleed oh, in oh Texas. Oh. Anywho. They get tired. They get <laughs> they lose oh. their breath. Oh. I can't. I can't. <laughs> That's later in the show. Uh, yeah, indeed. We do have a... a today will be a, a, a slightly uh, different show than normal, but mostly just... No, nah, nobody's going to notice, Dan. Okay. If you hadn't pointed it out, nobody was going to notice. No, they're not going to notice But something that anyway. is the same, Dan, yes. is how good Harry's razors are. Oh, those... That has stayed the same, Dan. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Could you possibly be talking about the uh, the online subscription-based facial hair removal company? Harrys.com? Harrys.com? Is that what you're discussing <laughs> with me right now? It's possible, Dan. Oh. did You've tried their razors. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a user yeah. of, of the Harrys business. Yeah. Five... Oh. Precision engineered blades yeah. in their plant in Germany. Yeah. They bought a plant in Germany. They did. Just to get these these blades, Dan. That's right. I don't know where the little protective cover the is little, from, but they have that and the that, ergonomic handle. Yeah. Great stuff. The uh, the shave gel. Shave gel. Which Amazing. is lovely. We you love get, it all. You get all of those things if, yeah. if, you, uh, if you just... And you get it for free. You get a whole kit with all the things for free. Right. If you just go to harrys.com slash TGIA, that's, mm-hmm. that's for Thank God I'm Atheist, for mm-hmm. those of you who aren't good at acronyms, and uh, and you, you just, uh, you just yeah, to harrys.com slash TGIA, right. you ask for it, you pay just a tiny bit for shipping, Right. they send you the whole thing, it's worth like over, you know, it's worth like 12 bucks or something like that, you try it out, and then uh, if you love it, it just keeps coming to you, and you will love it, that's the thing. It's it's great and it's way cheaper than your grocery store. Oh my god! No kidding. No kidding. And you keep your uh, you keep your face nice and neat, which you should do. Which you, sh- gentlemen, please yeah. look good, will you? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody nobody likes your no no your your, your the, neck that, beard. Yeah. No. Nobody needs your neck beard uh, in this world. world. Uh, uh, clean up those necks, fe- <laughs> fellas, or clean up the whole face. Do what the whatever level of face cleaning up you want to do harry's is gonna work yeah it's think, the stuff think to, about harry's it's the stuff for you all right dan yeah got a story for you what uh actually it's a bit of a follow-up do you recall um a story that i talked about a few weeks ago maybe about a month ago in fact about a dc uh city councilman who opened his mouth about um Oh, he had a conspiracy theory about the Rothschilds and oh, controlling the weather. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the whole thing kind of, uh, it, it's gotten away from him a little bit. Uh, well. He says he doesn't, yeah. he didn't mean it quite the way that it came out. And I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. But now we have a, another How story. mean it? When this. you say the Jews control the weather. I mean, well, when <laughs> well, you say the Rothschilds are the, controlling the, the weather. The thing that we, where we sort of left it last time down is that <laughs> when we left, le- last left our story <laughs> was that while it was hard to say that for sure he was, he was uh, anti-Semitic, right. he was definitely being an idiot. He was a being a moron. That's yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> well, I think this, this follow up story may just help clarify. Everything. Oh, good. 
Uh, he uh, was on a special tour at the uh, U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum in Washington D.C. Oh, that's a bad place for him to be. Well, it was it was being uh, it was like Th- this is his special this- guided tour by Rabbi Batya Glazer. This is him the- sort of showing how not anti-Semitic he is, and truly trying to not even not how and not anti-Semitic he is, but like how that he's trying to educate himself. Right. Okay. Right. right. I think that's in large part what this was about. Right. When you really, really fuck up and you offend a group of people, you got to do some sort of got to do some stuff thing. And so, so he's this, thing. this Rabbi Glazer of the Jewish Community Relations Council um, <laughs> was uh, she was heavily involved in this, uh, in, in, you know, in kind of helping this guy through this process, this okay. public re- uh, image rehabilitation thing, right? And this is a she, lady she rabbi? Was, uh, from the sound of it, yeah. Wow. Uh, so, they're standing in front of a photo mm-hmm. in, the, in one of the displays from 1935. Oh, I think I'm really going to like how this story goes. Um, <laughs> in the photo is a woman um, in, be, sort of, uh, she's, she's walking down a street in uh, northern Germany. Okay. And a large sign hangs around her neck says, I am a German girl and allowed myself to be defiled by a Jew. Oh my God. Uh, and then there are Nazi stormtroopers all around her. Okay. And so this uh, council member, his name is Trayan White. Mm. Uh, he studied the, he's sitting there, he's looking at the image and he says, are they protecting her? And one of the people, uh, one of the sort of people from the museum who was there on, you know, guiding the the tour um, says, no, they're marching her through. Right. They're the ones that are ringing the bell and saying shame at her. Ding, ding. And and he goes, shame. Marching through is protecting. (laughs) No. Williams, Williams replies, I think they're humiliating. Yeah. Uh, so the the, <laughs> the the tour continues. Oh my god. Um, you know, I mean, uh, and uh, let's see. Let's get to the, some of the like. Other are stuff. they protecting oh. her? Is educate me about what's happening here. But like, then to continue with like, oh my god. Okay. Keep going. Um, and somehow th- there was also instances of him. So there he sort of misunderstood the All context was, and sure, everything. Sure. Uh, here's one where he just kind of misses the point. He wasn't realizing that she wasn't wearing the sign as a point of pride, <laughs> but rather had been made to wear a right. sign. Right. She wasn't marching <laughs> right. through. She was being marched through. Yeah. Anyway, um, so there was also a photo of uh, some German tro- troops executing Catholic clergy mm. uh, by firing squad. And he asks, were they actually manufacturing th- those these weapons? I don't even understand it. Like, I, I don't even understand what he could have thought was happening. Well, well, right. He, but he definitely misses the point of yes, what was going on. Yes. Um, he's, he's clearly there to learn, <laughs> just not there to learn any of the right things. Right. Uh, he, well, the, his 90 minute tour uh, got cut short. Oh. Uh, because he just disappeared about 45 minutes into it. <laughs> what? He, just, uh, he left his uh, uh, office staff who had joined in there on the tour did what did he because they were also looking for an educational fake experiment. a phone call or what the fuck did he do we'll get to that dan okay <laughs> <laughs> um so seven of his staff members which just surprises me that his staff is so large being a city council member yeah right? nonetheless seven seven of of white staff stayed uh with the guide and they moved on to an exhibit on the Warsaw Ghetto. Okay, yeah. And as she explained, as the tour guide was explaining sort of the walling in of the, the Polish Jews, uh-huh. uh, one of his staff members asks whether it was similar to a gated community. <laughs> Sweet Jesus mercy. Of Hudwich. Oh my goodness. Rabbi Glazer says, yeah, I wouldn't call it a gated community. More like a prison. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> like the the degree to which a person can be ignorant. <laughs> 
can sometimes be just impressive. Uh, it's really amazing. I it's mean, really, this is this is really really amazing. I'm stuff. not even mad. I'm just impressed. <laughs> I just that's just amazing. Um, anyway, they end up finding uh, Councilman White out on the sidewalk outside of the museum. Uh, he even though his excuse was that he has he had to get up, like move on to something else in his schedule. Uh, he was he was on the sidewalk for the duration of his staff's visit the, the rest the of their tour okay um and he says i'll be coming back to see more of the museum i didn't get a chance to see the whole thing but i think it's a lot of education here a lot of synergy here between what's happened uh to the jewish community and the african community synergy yeah i don't wow. i don't know um, this opportunity has given me the chance to meet a lot of great Jews, a lot of people, uh, a lot of good Jews that I've never had the chance to meet before. Uh, it's an awesome experience. He says, he's also like, he went to a uh, Passover Seder. Uh, he went to uh bagels and locks breakfast oh that was the, held with uh, Jewish leaders, uh, city hall. Uh, like he, like he's been doing all this. He's he's kind of been doing the right things, right? He's, yeah, except that then he just undercuts un, it he, completely. Yeah, and evidently an unwilling participant right. in his own education, right. About the topic. Yeah, I mean, he's like, yeah, I'm I'm sorry, but that I got I've gotten this opportunity to meet all of these great Jews <laughs> doesn't really ring like. I'm really excited about what's going on. <laughs> kind of feels a lot, a lot more like, uh, well, what's the political way of saying, please no more Jews? Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, so that's going on in Washington, Washington oh, D.C., our nation's goodness. capital. Our yeah. nation's capital, the, the, the brilliant people <laughs> running that business. Uh, well, here's a story, Dan, though, that uh, will not... It's not going to surprise you. Okay. Uh, it's 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 one of those that it's just like confirmation of something that we already knew. I'm safe but, to take a sip of water. I'm not going to do a spit take. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, but that uh, now has research to sort oh. of support and 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 confirm what we already knew about um, links between religiosity and suicide amongst youth. Okay. Uh, I don't think this would have been a hard stretch for anybody to to make that claim. I know I like you would, committed would have felt... suicide when you were no. religious. <laughs> oh yeah, of course I did. Um, okay, so this study by um, that was conducted at West Virginia University's Injury Control Center. Hmm. Um, I believe that's where it was done. Yes. Um, the, the director of the, the study said that, uh, for decades, studies have indicated that religion generally protects people against thoughts of suicide. Oh, but this is it, I, when I, I did that, that documentary, what, like two years ago or whatever, mm. that was one of the things that I, I, I sort of came up across. Um, but the research has also shown that religion significantly doesn't have an impact on those who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or questioning. Doesn't have an impact? Does not. On their suicide. Does not have, does not protect them. Right. It has right. an impact. Right, 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 It just right. doesn't protect but It doesn't have, so the protective The protection impact, right. impact is not there. Right, For members work. of that community. Right. So they're sort of shielded from that impact by their <laughs> sexuality, I suppose. Um, wish that weren't i actually wish that weren't the case sure um but but here we go with uh some numbers okay uh and this this is actually really fascinating because i figured well let's just go through the numbers real quick okay. so those that are questioning had the highest rate of recent thoughts about suicide at 16.4 percent huh followed by bisexual um teens at 11.4 percent and lesbian or gay kids at 6.5 percent those numbers really surprise me isn't that fascinating because it's the but it makes sense think the, about it the questioning kids are the ones who are in the turmoil yeah. of the of their religious upbringing this getting into the mix and i guess we should also clarify that we're talking about 
uh, um, homophobic religious religious yeah. groups. Yeah, right? this isn't going to happen like at the Unitarian Church. <laughs> no, those kids are probably just fine. Those kids are overly coddled. <laughs> like those those kids start to feel bad if they're not LGBTQ. Right. So, but this this uh, the the questioning. Puts yeah, them very and, high risk. And the bisexual thing being higher than gay or lesbian really surprises me too because they can pass. Yeah, but they're, they're, uh, my guess is maybe there hasn't been as much work mm. done on our uh, sort of culturally, socially, yeah. on the topic of bisexual. It's still something that people, people in the gay community still say doesn't really exist. Yeah. Ni- yeah. Neither right. the gay nor the straight community has done very good work uh, right. for, the, Accepting for the bisexual. the bisexual kids. And here they are, you know, and it, it, in some ways it probably plays out a lot like questioning. They don't even fully understand right. that they're bisexual. They just know they have these, you know, uh queer uh, attractions right they have you know? they have feelings and you know of of love and lust toward the people that they're absolutely not supposed to right as well as the people that they are supposed to right and suddenly it's it's just uh yeah and that would be quite confusing mm-hmm. especially for for some kids you know yep. um so yeah so here's some numbers about the broader community 5% of heterosexual youth reported attempting suicide in their lifetime hmm. uh, compared to 20% of bisexual youth, 17% of questioning youth, and 14% of gay or lesbian youth. So that one, the numbers get moved around a little bit. But that's mm. actual attempt, not no. suicide ideation, right. which was what the, that other number was about. Right. So um, how does this play out locally, Dan? Uh, it- <laughs> With our local... Uh, homophobic religion dead gay kids is that how this plays out yeah um actually we in utah there was a a spike there's been a spike in in teen suicides recently yeah uh and a lot of people are actually pointing directly at uh some uh, policy changes at the lds church yeah uh, because they there was actually legitimately within like the weeks that followed the policy about this was the one specifically about um children of, of gay, parents. gay parents right not yeah. being eligible for baptism until they're adults right basically the message was just if your parents are gay we don't even think you are valid until you reject them right yeah yep and so uh, and you have to be old enough you have to be an adult in order to reject in them. order to, in order to even reject your parents right and so which well that's that's nice of them to right? acknowledge at least that the, 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 well, the we parental know, role should be protected until adulthood. Well, we all know that uh, a 14-year-old is going to reject their parents no matter what. <laughs> so an 18-year-old, then... Then you can just trust it. Yeah, then right, it's right. real. It's not rebellion right. no more. Uh, yeah, so... Um, but yeah, right after that announcement, there was a, a, a very significant spike, and apparently it's continued. Huh. Like, the numbers right now are... are alarming and really disturbing uh so that's that's religion and suicide yeah Dan. hooray well what a fun topic that was uh aren't I'm, you glad i'm so glad well that we did a sandwich dan yeah you got to do the you got to do the uh you do the misery sandwich <laughs> yeah you do with, something fun on the top and the, with some fun bread on the yeah the how fun bread yeah for your misery sandwich that's <laughs> that's what you want that on all right and then uh the final story dan today uh, uh, a story about Scientology. Okay, and uh, a website that you probably hadn't heard of, haven't heard of. I hadn't heard of it. Uh, Neopets. Have you ever heard of this? It's a children's. Uh, it's one of those like you have your little virtual pet and you have to keep it alive. Okay, sure. Things sure. right, and kids could go there and they could play with their pet and feed their pet, give their pet treats, right. do activities with their pets. It's a game. There were- that's about you have to be responsible. Yeah, yeah, but um, but it's supposed to be fun. Sure, and there are things that you can buy for your pets, accessories. Uh, they have. Um, uh, I can like see. You little... could actually use real hard cash to like buy, or you could earn points through some sure. associated game. Sure, uh, I can see little Frank being super into that. Nah, eh, no, no. I saw the graphics. It wasn't for me. Okay. Uh, also, Dan. I mean, you, do you remember that I mentioned Scientology? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm waiting for that shoe to drop. 
Yeah, so apparently the founder uh, of, uh, well, I guess he's a former, uh, C- he actually was not a founder. He was a former Neopet CEO, and he was a big-time investor. Okay. Uh, uh, Doug Doring, uh, a Scientologist. Okay. Uh, and wa- at his time at, during his time at Neopets, he used this, the org board method, which is something that's taught by Scientology for leadership. Uh-huh. Uh, this was designed by L. Ron Hubbard. Sure. Uh, it, it's based on seven principles, uh, communication, dissemination, treasury, production, qualifications, public, and the most important of them, uh, executive. Okay. Right, so this is this is this is L. Ron Hubbard's idea of how you He's run. He's revolutionizing everything. Nobody's oh ever nobody's ever come up with any of those concepts. No, before. never. Uh, well, according to Patricia Illingsworth, uh, she's a professor um, at Northeastern University. Okay. And uh, and also a senior fellow at the Kennedy School of Government's Carr Center for Human Rights at Harvard. Uh huh. Uh, she says that the model is less ethical than it might appear. Okay. Uh, she uh, she's she noted that a department in the communications division, uh, the Department of Inspections and Reports, um, essentially spied on other employees at the company. Yeah. The second you said inspections and reports, <laughs> a, a lot of like fascist flags started right. going up. <laughs> so they spied and then reported back uh, pertinent information to uh, the top executives. Uh, the Department of Inspections and Reports section on ethics is really about a very primitive sense of justice, an eye for an eye getting back at people who have in some sense harmed the organization. Oh my God. Um, Wow. If someone in or outside the organization has done something that undercuts the mission of the organization, uh, which is basically making money, then the organization in the name of ethics is advised to retaliate against the person in order to ensure that they don't do it. Wow, that I don't see how that relates to Scientology. Doesn't sound like at Scientology all. at all. It, that's huh. very strange. No, I wonder where I, they got these ideas. Right? Surely, surely they've twisted something. It, this could not possibly. I mean, it, it's very clear that a Scientologist might be very comfortable with these these uh, <laughs> techniques. So, uh, do back up a little bit. Founding of the company uh, at one point in time. There was a, a, a hire who came in uh, and who wanted to bring Scientology onto the site. This woman was a Scientologist. Okay. She wanted to bring some Scientology principles into sort of this kid's game. Yeah. And That's what you want. Basically, uh, the two co-creators of the site fought as hard as they could and got rid of her. Okay. Like, they saw this. It was No. Right? Yeah. They ended up with a Scientologist as the CEO <laughs> later on, right? Uh, and so at one point in time, uh, oh, no, no, no. This, uh, so at one point in time, they ended up sort of looking after they'd sold the company. They looked back and they, they Googled the new employees that were being brought on and discovered that they were all Scientologists. So somehow Scientology oh. just must have been targeting this company. They wanted to run this kid's game. It well, was one of the most popular games on, on the internet, apparently, I mean, for kids. you know, it's one of those things where, do you want your dog to have the cute little hat? That's cool. You can either pay $5 or do this e-meter. And right. Then, uh, and then, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do an audit for you for free. <laughs> so basically, it was one of the biggest entertainment sites on the internet, visited by millions of children and teens. Um, huh. And they they started. I, I guess they kind of fucked around with the site a bit, um, and then in the the site ended up being sold to Viacom uh, in 2005. And since then, it's been cleaned up. But uh, there was a huge reaction online because a lot of you know people had played this game as a kid, yeah, and are now like because it was really popular in the early 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 2000s. Sure. And so a lot of these people are adults. They're you know working you know out in the world out in the world and they're looking back at this and they're going what the fuck this was like this was my favorite thing and now wait did i learn scientology was it yeah were they was i being indoctrinated was i 
you were. And also, <laughs> not for nothing, but in the uh, when you go to the website to play with your little puppy and you click on the terms and conditions, you have signed a billion-year contract. <laughs> That's just a fact. Oh, my God. Well, there you go. Keep your kids safe Ooh. out there, ladies and germs. Yeah. Uh, if you have anything you'd like to uh, to tell us about any of the, the stories that you've heard today, you can write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click on that like button. And while you're on Facebook, you might as well... Uh, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It's a closed group, but we'll let you in. We just let you in. Yeah. It's just a thing Easy we do. Easy as that. Dan. Yeah. Uh, it's time to listen in. On some crackpots. This is some good stuff. Uh, you know, and un- there was a very unfortunate incident a, a few weeks ago where uh, a van drove off a cliff in California. Mm. A mm-hmm. family inside. Right. With two lesbian mothers. Yeah, it uh, happens. And if that happens, then of course all of gaydom is unfit to be to parent. Of course. So... Uh, now we're going that, to hear. That's how that works. That's yeah. how that works. And one member of a group represents all the, the members. Group. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's hear from Jesse Lee Peterson. He's a, a he's a, a voice that that we need more of, just because I still can't understand how they gave this voice a radio <laughs> show. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would trust children with lesbians and homosexuals who call themselves to be married. Because they are very violent toward each other. And especially the so-called lesbian couples. I hear and read and, and so many people testify that lesbians are really violent in their relationships. They are, they are scrambling to find more information after this break and then your phone calls. We got to bring things back to normal, folks. We've allowed this to go too far. You know what I mean? Enough is enough. These people are not mentally capable of handling the stress of raising children because the situation itself is not normal. Two women together as husband and wife is not a normal situation. So how in the world will they be able to handle the stress of raising children. God is not with them. Satan is their father. I want my country back. He wants his country back. Yeah. He wants something back. I don't know what he wants back. <laughs> uh, mm. I think he should want his uh, a free-flowing nasal passage back. <laughs> I just want to know, like, he clearly misunderstands uh, homosexuality and... Uh, you know, queer relationships in general. Um, you know, two two women together are not trying to be husband and wife. Uh, some of them might be. Depends on if it's role play night. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know how. I mean, that's, that's not. That's not. That's not what's going on. No, it's just a couple you of wives. You don't have to have the masculine figure and the feminine figure. No. I know that's how a lot of people try to like try which, to cast which, it. which one's the man. Yeah, who wears the pants of the family? Doesn't not we required. Just, we just actually. both like each other and yeah. have a guys have a nice relationship and raise yeah. some children. How yeah. about that? But they can't raise children. They're not mentally competent. Oh, nor do they have the, the ability <laughs> to handle the stress. No, not at all. Because if there's one thing we know about the gay community, they are stress free. They've never experienced stress in their life. <laughs> So when it hits them, they don't know what to do. I would say some of us are probably um, addicted to stress well, and drama. Well, right? there's, there's that. There's, uh, that exists in the straight community, too. It's true. I feel like the gay community likes to 
turn it up. Just like to like to take it to that whole nother level. Drama. I, I mean, you know, I've seen nah. RuPaul's Drag Race. You're not lying. <laughs> You're not wrong. I've seen that show. I love that show. They are, are you kidding me. They are into the drama. <laughs> it's they one are. of my favorite shows of all time. I want to see an episode or of that where everybody just try to just like the whole goal is just to be calm and relax and just <laughs> and supportive of each other. I want to hear RuPaul's clever clever name for whatever <laughs> whatever that would be. R- right? Yeah. W- w- a, a room of of relaxed uh, uh, yeah. drag queens. I think even RuPaul might come up short on that one. Just <laughs> have nothing to say. Uh, uh, what are you saying, Ru? Uh, this is is everybody okay? Fine. Is there some kind of like <laughs> gas leak? What's going on? <laughs> Oh, that would be delightful. Uh, I got we got some some email mm. that I'm gonna that I'll I'll read out. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Dan and Frank, or oh, this says Dank and Frank. Yeah, okay. sure. I'm pretty dank. In the in Dank the, and Frank, in the sense of moisture, I'm not sure. Sweet. I think it's just Dan and Frank that Dank would, and Fran, Dank and Fran. <laughs> Boom. Uh, <clears throat> I'll try to keep it short. Um, my. Uh, let's see. Yesterday, I see a post uh, from my Facebook friend. Uh, quote, I'm still looking for work. Not having insurance is killing me. Mm. I can't afford my medication, so my diabetes is out of control. And my mm. depression is so bad that I've seriously considered suicide. Getting rejected from prospective jobs isn't helping either. Oh, my God. This is a, a Mormon friend of, 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 of Jeremy's in Provo. Oh, wow. Uh uh, from what I've heard about the Mormons on various podcasts, I had the idea that you pay your 10% every month, no matter what, but when the shit goes down, the church is there to cushion your fall. Mm. Uncontrolled diabetes and suicidal ideation is not my idea of a good set of circumstances. No. Uh, but one, one of that, uh, but one that a bit of sweet, sweet church money could help. So why aren't they? Does he just need, need to ask? Is there a, some stigma against doing so? Uh, I could, yeah, this, he's, uh, Jeremy's from Europe. He says, I could probably get him insulin way cheaper over here. Yay, socialism. But that's, but there's no way in hell I can get it to Provo. Hmm. Signed, frustrated and powerless in the nether regions. Hmm. From Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, Mormon church and the church welfare program. It's, it's pretty good. It's good. Like, and you do have to ask for it. There I mean, is there a is... decent shot that if this guy asked his church right. for uh, help, right. then he definitely would... help, they definitely help him with the medical stuff. Yeah. The depression is medical stuff, but some Mormons have like stigma things about right. about mental health. Right. But there's LDS social services. There's a whole, like in Utah, there's a whole group of of LDS like therapists right that they could get you to yeah i wonder yeah rough stuff that's yeah that's shitty i mean i don't i i I know the church by and large is still you know doing pretty good but i recently heard and this is a little bit of a tangent that uh and and if anybody actually knows about this i'd love to have some information on it right um but i've heard that they've they've stopped hiring uh, like custodial staff and grounds people for the chapels. That's now callings. Huh. They're now calling people to come and take care of the, the, the chapel. Yeah. Right? Why, to I do mean, the vacuuming and cleaning the We're talking about and, a, a billion dollar organization that has slave labor. Why wouldn't right. they do it? They can, I know, but they're they, allowed to do it. But so like, but they used to pay money to yeah. do it. And now they're like, like, like any good business. They're finding ways to, you know, increase profits mm-hmm. and decrease the amount of expenditures. Right. And they are, uh, and they've done that. And it, and, but that's such a, such a penny pinching move. Yeah. Penny pinching move that I, I just wonder if they're, the numbers aren't quite what they used to be somehow. 
that if somehow the monetary numbers, yeah, that maybe or, or I'm, maybe I'm sure the tithing numbers aren't what they used to be. Maybe they've because of their their this obsession with building temples where they're not needed. traditionally needed, right? Right, um, and and this this huge expansion with facilities that that they haven't maybe found themselves in kind of a tight spot, and maybe. Maybe it's extending to church welfare. Who knows? I, I think they're just saving up for their theme park. Mormon world. Mormyland. Mormyland. You can't, you, uh, trust me, you are going to love the Moroni ride. It well, is fun. I, just the other night, <laughs> there's, I was, the, there's the, the Leahona ride. There's the, uh, there's the submarines thing. You get in well, the wooden submarines. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, uh, there's the first vision, the experience, right? And you go <laughs> yeah. into it. And you know you uh, you're playing the role of Joseph Smith. It's a you sacred walk into grove. The grove, sure. And they have sort of that low frequency <laughs> rumble to create that sense of dread. Oh right? yeah. And then all of a sudden, like it feels like the, there's this menacing, you know, demonic presence. Oh yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And then there you have a pillar of light and a couple actors lowered down from uh, the ceiling. Right. Behold, this is my son. And you're you're in a group of like forty people who are all kneeling together. No, it's, <laughs> It's like getting your magic wand at Harry Potter World or whatever. Oh, so one per- there's a group of 40, in, but one person gets one to go- be the selected kneeler. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it would be amazing. Yeah. This needs to happen. Uh, where, where is the Mormon Ken Ham when you need him? Because uh, this could happen. Because the Mormons could make this shit go. I, I mean. <laughs> Joseph yeah. Smith. The experience. The experience. It sounds great. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what to tell Jeremy other than, I, as I really, far as I know, if, if he went to his bishop. I mean, the other thing is the bishops have control over this, like the, the parish leader. Yeah. And, uh, and some bishops are dicks. Yeah. So it could be that he's just in a ward with a dick bishop that doesn't want to help him out. Yeah. I, who knows? All I know, I will say this, when I worked in a cell phone company... There were people every now and then who'd come in with a check from their church to pay their cell phone bill. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, got one more. Uh, the subject line of this email that we got was, in all caps, I love you, Frank! <laughs> yeah? This is from Don. <laughs> all right, Don. He was referring to, uh, to I think Hi, Don. Our, our most recent episode. He says, as a mathematician and Star Trek fan... I appreciate both your calling out of, quote, rounding a a remainder as not being a real thing (laughs) and your reference to SETI Alpha 5. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I can pull the Star Trek stuff out. Signed, someone who's very nerdy. (laughs) Is that what it says? No, it's signed Don, but he's as nerdy as you are, so. Rude. Why is that rude? It's just real. Well, thanks, Don. That's great. That made my day. Yeah. There you go. Sometimes people like me, too. Oh, no. oh don't Pro- start that one, Dan. Probably not. It's okay. <laughs> Nobody loves me. It's oh. fine. Oh, Dan. <laughs> oh, Dan. <laughs> oh, well, thank you guys for writing in. Um, uh, do we have some folks to thank? Uh, we have a lot of people to thank. Uh-huh. A lot of people that we've already thanked. We don't have any new patrons this week. Oh, okay. Um, but why don't we just take a minute to just thank all of our current patrons... It's Thank a, you, guys. It's a it's what keeps the wheels turning over yeah. here. Uh, and you know those of uh, those people who have decided that they can part with a little bit of their money, yeah. uh, per episode just to uh, to to keep us going. They also receive uh, an ad free version of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on Patreon, and they have access to uh, bonus content. Some of them have access to bonus content that mm-hmm. we do. Yeah, uh, and and it's and again it's just. A way of supporting us, keeping this thing going. Um, you know, we we have some goals that we're not quite getting to. So, yeah, a little bit. You know, hopefully we'll find some people to uh, some more people to help us out. But yeah. uh, we can't express enough how much uh, how grateful we are for those for for those who are our patrons. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, especially our top donor, our Lord and Savior. She reigns supreme. Angela! Forever may she wave. (laughs) Amen? In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
Dan. Uh-huh. So about 25 years ago, there was a, a young man who was <laughs> doubting the veracity of all the, all the churches. Uh, and he went out into a, a sacred grove. Uh, uh. <laughs> I, I don't think you know the story. What? I think you're telling it wrong. No, 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 no. This is the story of uh, one Mr. Uh, what was his name? Vernon. Uh, oh, what was Vernon it? Hardcastle. Ver- no, Vernon Wayne Howell. What is the person that we're talking about? Uh, uh, Vernon Wayne Howell, born in uh, 1959, uh, later renamed himself David Koresh. Ooh, ooh, I know that name. Yeah. Um, this I wouldn't is, be confused about that name. No. So for for those of our listeners who are younger, may uh-huh. not recall 1993, uh, or for those who may, maybe were in a different country, a foreign land to us. Oh, yeah, yeah. You may not know the name David Koresh, but David Koresh was the uh, leader of a, what some would call a cult. Mm-hmm. An offshoot of the Seventh Day Adventist movement, hmm. uh, the Branch Davidians, he called yeah. them, or they after himself, uh, right? No, no, no. Actually, and these guys were around before he was. No, he did not start this group. Uh, wow. Did he name himself David after the Davidian? After King David, oh. who for whom the Branch Davidians are named? Oh. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the Branch Davidians are were uh started in the in the early twentieth century, actually. Um Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh by a guy. I don't have th- that thing pulled up right okay. here. Anyway, um But it's older than I thought it was. Much older, yeah. Um so uh so yeah, this uh fellow started it, um and then another couple took over. Mm. Uh, so this was all sort of an like I said an offshoot of Seventh Day Adventists, mm-hmm. um, and uh, by the time David Koresh came around, they were on. So they had just had their sort of second. A couple had kind of taken over for the for, for the first guy. This was a couple by the name of Ben and uh, Lois Roden, oh, okay. who. Um, who had just been who had been doing it for many many years? Uh, Koresh came into it as Vernon Hardapple uh, Howell, and uh, and he he basically uh, well, at least one former member of the group mm-hmm. claimed that he had an affair with the uh, with Lois Roden. Oh boy. Uh, her husband had died. Sexual impropriety. She well, she she was a widow, a widow, and uh, and was the then uh, prophetess of the of the or, also, of the group. Was it not improper for them to have sex? I she commanded it. So no, he he was doing it. Oh, uh, which is interesting. He was like twenty three, twenty four <gasps> at the time. She was sixty five. Oh, that's a that's an age gap. Yeah, and uh, and. He, and she's a not not a handsome woman. She's not it's just a, so she was very pretty. She's she's not a good looking person. <laughs> uh, he was doing this, I think, if he if he was doing it, um, to gain access to leadership in this church group. And he did. He started to take over. He declared that he was going to try and have a baby with her, a divine child with her, which is pretty funny cuz she was 65. Yeah. He's he wasn't good at biology apparently. Um <laughs> he might as well claimed he was going to carry it. Yeah, he said he he claimed that God had chosen him to father a child with her, mm. uh who would be the chosen one. Yeah, that didn't work out. Um <laughs> Now it's a shot though, Dan. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I don't want to be too uh, get too much into the weeds on the the history of this group, but okay. like Lois's son with her with her husband, uh, a, a man named George Roden, uh, had intended to be the next leader of this group, and kind of pushed Koresh out. Okay, and Koresh like started a congregation, like in a dilapidated series of buses on in in Palestine, Texas. 
like 90 miles away. Okay. Okay. Uh, wow. Which is so like it. It's very interesting. He had like 25 followers. He built up his following stronger and stronger. And if eventually, and this is where this gets wackadoo. Mm-hmm. He gets into this whole like. I'm the sacred guy. No, I'm the sacred guy. This standoff, this 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 feud mm-hmm. with this Rodin guy, and like the and Rodin, like challenges him to like a miracle off, to the point where <laughs> they're going to be raising the dead together. Like each of them is going to try to raise the dead, and Rodin actually goes to the extent of, at least, he's accused of having gone to the extent of exhuming a body. To raise it from the dead. He, did, At which, did he really think he was going to be able to do this? I or don't did know. did he or, just get himself so backed into a corner that he just had no no other way out except to actually bear, you know, literally dig up a buried body? The world's stupidest game of chicken ever. <laughs> like, But neither blinks. Neither of them's flinching. So, so he exhumes a body. Koresh then goes to the cops and goes... Haha, he's molesting bodies. He's, you know, he's well illegally. Well played, actually. But the cops say, well, you need evidence. You need proof. And since the body had come back to life, there was no <laughs> no evidence? Is that what I'm, no. that what I'm picking up on? No, they just needed, like, photograph or something. Oh. So, Koresh gets a bunch of his followers. They arm themselves. And they sneak onto the, the Mount Carmel uh, uh, compound. Uh-huh. In Waco, Texas. Right. And they're getting ready. They're fixing to find this evidence to take some photographs. And pew, 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 a whole standoff ensues with oh. with guns ablazing. What? Uh, people get shot. Uh, it, it's kind of insane. Um, and this is the whole thing. This is what <laughs> Janet Reno was pissed off about. No. We're nowhere near that what? yet. I'm giving you background. Ugh. Um. Eventually, uh, George Roden, he, he fends them off. They, they, you know, the Koresh and his crew go to trial. Uh-huh. Um, somehow his crew gets acquitted. He gets a mistrial because oh. they're saying that they were just, they were just going for evidence. And then the other guys shot at them. I mean, you're trespassing in Texas. I think yeah. you're supposed to shoot at people in that. <laughs> anyway... Uh, eventually, um, Rodin goes to jail for killing a guy, another guy with an ax who claimed that he was the Messiah. So like, <laughs> no, you're not. Messianic, uh, <laughs> delusions abound in the story. Just, I'm the Messiah. No, I'm the Messiah. No, I'm the Messiah. And literally, okay, well then I kill you with an ax. And then he goes to jail. At which point, Koresh just waltzes in and takes over. He's got more supporters than Roden had at that point anyway. Oh, my goodness. So he okay. waltzes in, takes over. He pays, ends up paying the back taxes that were owed on the property. Oh. So there was a lien on the property anyway. So okay. like he kind of ends up... He ends up, through that, owning the property. Oh, nice. Okay. Well done. Uh, well played. He, I mean, violently played and very, very strange. <laughs> Um, but this is the, the nuttiness that is the backdrop for what's about to happen. Oh my God. Okay. Um, so fast forward to 1993, uh, when Koresh has been head of this group for a a hot minute, he's been head and he's been preaching. He's been recording some rock and roll songs, which you can, you can find on the internet if you want to. Yeah. You can also find some videos of his preaching. It's not good. And they're sitting the congregation, I have to say, I saw this video. They are sit they they have built some ramshackle risers. Okay. You know, that people are sitting on. They are not sitting on chairs on the risers. They are oh. sitting on the risers. So everybody's kind of it's like a variant of sitting on the floor. It doesn't look comfortable at all. Lots and, of shifting of body weight. And there's around. a lot of call and response between him and his congregants. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not and his congregants are dead-faced. They are bored out of their minds, but they're doing it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the, the appeal could possibly be on this. You know, once, 
Once you joined a cult, you know you're just in it. Sometimes, yeah, you you know you're kind of in a, this dead end cult that, uh, and that wasn't actually a pun. Uh, what are you gonna do? You might as well just see it out. Well, yeah, because I guess what so. else? I mean, seriously, like presumably you've probably quit your job and you're just living on this compound, living in peace and harmony, listening to the preachings of David Koresh right. and maybe doing some light farming. You know what I mean? I was like, surprised to see uh, at least one African-American face in the group. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, the ATF gets wind of a that the, these guys might be hoarding po- illegal firearms. Wait, so the, I didn't think there were illegal firearms in this country. <laughs> You'd think. I mean, it's Texas, right? <laughs> you can wait, have wait, you can wait, have a b- bazooka which, that shoots a flamethrower if you want. <laughs> I want to see that weapon. Right? Sounds good. Yeah. Somebody make that. Don't make that. Uh, anyway, uh, so there's this. So there, they get the word that there may be. An enormous amount of firearms at this in this uh, compound. Okay. So the ATF decides to go in. Okay. They're going to do a raid. They get a warrant. They go in. Guns a blazing. Mm-hmm. Well, when you go in guns a blazing to a place where you know they have a cache of weaponry, guns are going to be a blazing on both sides, yeah. and people die. So uh, I got different figures from different places. At least four ATF. Uh, officers died. Okay. Several injured, uh, and at least five uh, Branch Davidian members of the cult died. Mm. Oh my god! Uh, and then it's a standoff. Uh, so wow. And how, like, how long did this standoff last? Dan? Well, I mean, it's, it seems like the the siege began uh, on the twenty eighth of February in ninety okay. three, and lasted for the next 51 days God. until what until april i remember it being something but that's a lot it's a lot they, and they had enough food like how how were they were they bringing were children them, they were bringing them food there were ch- men women and children uh how many were there there were a lot of people they, in that compound i think there were 70 some odd people oh in the compound gosh. So they were just ordering out, like, some Pizza Hut? They were just bringing in food for them, yeah. I, so the ATF is supplying them with food during a standoff? Well, the FBI starts to take, decides to take over the standoff. Okay. Uh, the ATF kind of backs off because that ain't their gig. But is that what we do? Is that what law enforcement typically does? They supply... Uh, yeah, I mean, in a standoff situation where they're trying to... And where there's children? With, uh, yeah, I mean, well... involved? I think, I think the thing with the stupid... Bundy boys up in Oregon recently, they were bringing them food. Really? I think so. I mean, they what they don't want is to kill anybody. Right. Right. Uh, they don't want the uh, death and destruction because that's bad. Right. Um, so huh. they tried a bunch of different things. They 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 tried negotiating. Uh, they they did sixty hours of negotiation with Koresh uh, to try and uh, access the site. Oh my god. Um. They would play the super loud music twenty four seven to try and like make them, uh, you know, sleep deprived and whatever. Well, it's just some good psychological. They did that with Noriega, right? They he loved oh, yeah. classical music, so they played like some hard rock. Yeah, outside the yeah. who was embassy was it, was that it he was holed up or, in. It was anyway. It was something yeah. terrible. <laughs> the Actually, palace. The palace he was holed up in. Yeah. Um. Apparently, all told. When you when they if you tally up how many people were there now I'm going to read from Malcolm Gladwell writing from the New Yorker hmm. who said the FBI assembled what has been called probably the largest military force ever gathered against a civilian suspect in American history ten Bradley tanks two Abrams tanks four what? combat engineering vehicles. 668 agents, in addition to six U.S. Customs officers, 15 U.S. Army personnel, 13 members of the Texas National Guard, 31 Texas Rangers, 131 officers from the Texas Department of Public Safety, 17 
from the McClellan County Sheriff's Office and 18 Waco police for a total of 899 people. My God. I don't know if they were all there at the same time. What? I mean, we've got 51 days to get all these people in, right. involved in this thing. But nevertheless, a little heavy. Yeah. They went in a little heavy. Yeah. What did, it's almost like what did they expect to happen? Well, don't, yeah. Don't, I don't mean, people tend to defend themselves even when the odds are stacked against them? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, there were a total... Of, I, oh, I'm not finding it. There were a total of 85 people trapped inside the compound. Uh, the, finally, Janet Reno, who was... Uh, Bill Clinton's Bill, attorney general. Bill Clinton's attorney general uh, decides to give the okay for the FBI to do a raid. And they... Huh. So they bust open a wall with one of the tanks. Okay. And start spraying in tear gas. To uh, to flush them out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then, and we don't know what the story is on this. Accusations fly on both sides. Okay. A fire starts. Gotcha. And that's when the whole joint burns down, killing seventy six of the eighty five people inside. Holy crap! And there were there were a bunch of kids. Bunch right. of kids. Yep. It was everybody. Oh. So. Uh, yeah, there, there you go. Now this, uh, this became a rallying cry for, for members of the sort of anti-government extreme right. This is one of the, uh, claims of Timothy McVeigh in the Oklahoma city federal building bombing. That's right. right. He, he was doing, he was trying to take down the federal government Mm -hmm. because their overreach was crazy and, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Maybe not the best way to to deal with that issue. No, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, and they still use it to this day. They still talk about Waco as being about a story about government overreach. Yeah. Whereas the story at the time was much more, uh, this is a story about crazy cults well, and what they'll do. Seems like that's what it really is. Well, now, I, I mean, do think there might have been like an reaction. Be, I feel like it can be both. Mm-hmm. I feel like here's the thing. Uh, yes, it it was a crazy cult, and they were, and you know, there were later we found out that there was uh, sexual misconduct uh, right. and and molestation of of children and all sorts of shit happening. Right. Um, it was not a safe place, and it was not, and and it was not okay. But they didn't go in for that. That's not what they knew. Right. They went right. in because of the guns. And, well, yeah, and and I think that they they escalated the standoff. This the government escalated the standoff because they thought this is a cult. We need to get the people out. They treated it as a hostage situation, mm. uh, which is interesting because those people were there ostensibly of their own volition. Right now, who knows how many of those people would have left if they had given been given if a chance, had an opportunity, yeah. but. We don't know. We can't know that. But I do think that this is one of those moments where, I mean, I've read several people talk about how the word cult, just applying the word cult to it, gave the government a different view of how they should handle the situation. Hmm. Uh, and I think that's a very interesting perspective. I think it was a cult, depending mm-hmm. on how you want to define that word. But that's right. a word that, that now... that. I think this demonstrates how dangerous that word can be. Because if they had just seen this as a firearm standoff, if this had been like a drug lord with a bunch of firearms or something like that, mm-hmm. they would have handled it very differently. But they had families in there. They had, yeah. you know, so, I mean, they had to handle it. It, it feels they like... They were between a rock and a hard place yeah. in terms of handling this thing. Right. It was not, it was not, it's not a good position to be in. If you're a law in law enforcement, right? Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that's. I, I, I guess I would want to know sort of what the prevailing thought had been about mm. these kind of standoffs prior to this event. Like, were they just making up a whole new playbook? Yeah, as they went. Yeah, this which was is a serious. This was totally new. So that's a, that's a big problem. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that it's harder in light of that to 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 completely damn you know 
the FBI or the federal government because they people made mistakes. If they weren't following like the normal protocol, those people need to be held responsible and right. those people need to explain their thinking and why did you do it this way and potentially have, you know, some serious consequences for those people. Right. Um, but also there needs to be a An example of government overreach, I think you need to see, you need to have more than one example to, to kind of make that claim because they've, they've clearly adjusted how they, they handle right. this kind of thing. Well, to the because point where those Bundys in fucking Oregon got off basically scot-free. One guy died. Yeah. But the rest of them, like, they couldn't even make charges stick on those guys. Yeah. That's insanity. That is insanity. The, the pendulum has swung way too far in the other direction. Well, nobody wants a Waco. Nobody wants a Waco. Yeah. This is where we're at, where, you know, armed guys, presumably only white guys right are kind of allowed to uh you know attack the federal government and as long as they're not shooting at shooting at cops or whatever they're yeah. kind of going to get away with it hmm it's crazy i don't know i have a lot to think about yeah well you and i that, that's not what i was expecting Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. This is a complicated issue. You and I went to this we compound. Did. Yeah. Four years ago. Mm hmm. We went on our road trip through the South, and this was one of the places that we stopped. Yeah. It was kind of, uh, it was a little bizarre. It was very bizarre. I, I remember feeling a little nervous as we approached the gates, right? Yeah. And just being a little. A little we just weirded out. But once we got out there, the, we just drove in. The couple people that we talked to were friendly enough yeah we had to we talked to the the guy who's now the head of it they who's uh, i think it's called uh, something to do with a stick right but we, we talked to, to him and actually filmed a little a little thing with him that we ended up not really using for anything yeah shepherd's rod i think it might be huh what it's called no oh, okay it was called that before because uh, this bra the branch off of the Seventh Day Adventist was called the uh, the da Davidians or Shepherd's Rod. Oh, okay. And then they became the Branch Davidians. Okay, right. Well, nonetheless, yeah, uh, it, yeah. There was a little chapel there. I remember there was a sort of a, a, a an, an impression in the ground where like the a buried school bus had been. The, right? That they I were using that they used as like a, a like a fallout shelter or like whatever a bunker. Yeah. yeah, but the big giant building that was the center of this standoff just isn't there it's anymore. gone yeah well it burned it right? burned down so and they had some you know some gardens that, you know like vegetable gardens mm -hmm. that they had planted and yeah. had an empty swimming pool and stuff yeah very very bizarre it's just a weird uh, you know it's a weird thing in our nation's history and it and it taught it's it's food for thought about how Secular or, uh, I mean, our secular government mm -hmm. and how sec secular society needs to interact with believing world, the believing world, because they have a different way of looking at life. And it's right. I mean, it's a pretty extreme example. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it doesn't take much to get human beings. It takes a lot, but you can get human beings on board with some pretty extreme shit. And well, he, once you do, like, crazy stuff can ensue. Here's one thing I would say. Because there's a lot of lunatics in this country. Sure. Right? And our religious tradition in this country has spun off a lot of, you know, crackpot groups. Yeah. And I would say, if the trend line continues, and America continues toward, you know, a more non-believing, non-church-going, less more religious, secular. more secular nation. Sure. Right? I would think that these groups would start to feel more and more alienated and isolated. Yeah. And so it is actually an interesting point to think about because it would be easy for a lot of these groups to get a little bit radical, you know, yeah. and to collect up some guns and whatnot. And, you know, who's to say if, if there will be other instances like this. Right. But it's almost guaranteed that there's going to be some cult somewhere that's going to have another standoff. Yeah. In fact... There's probably some that should be having that standoff right now, but the government's so unwilling to go down that road. They won't play. No. 
Yeah, I I, I wonder about that. You know, it's yeah. As anyway, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> but we just thought we'd take the this twenty down this little rabbit hole. Twenty uh, fifth anniversary, twenty five years ago, that happened. Yeah, we're almost due for a new another one. Yeah, I was what three years old. <laughs> yeah, such a baby, <laughs> such a baby. I don't. I really don't remember it. You don't. No, co- of no, course I, not. Of course you were, I, you were I was, child. Yeah, we were just, both in high school. No, I, I, I do remember it. Yeah, I remember. It. Yep, I remember being on CNN. I was something of a CNN junkie back then, oh. believe it or not. And uh, yeah, there you go. The All news right. junkie is what I was. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you uh, if you have anything you'd like to add to this conversation, we'd yeah. love to hear from you. Of Pod- course, podcast at thankautomatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yep. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click that like button. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It's a closed group that keeps the conversation moderated and civil. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. Go yeah. check it out. Keeps the, uh, the bad guys out. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, uh, hey, speaking of Facebook, thanks so much to Mackenzie for all of her work on the Facebook page. And thanks so much to Sarah, Danny, and Amy for their work moderating the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club and Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. And uh, thank you guys, all of y'all, for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.